This is Amanda. And this is Rachel. And this is Vocal Perspective. Hi, everyone. It is Amanda back this week without Rachel, but, you know, I have a pretty cool guest to sit here and talk with. Today, we are sitting down with Katie McDonald. You probably know her better as Katie Mack. She is a member of GQ, and she is also in her new role at BHS as the Recruitment and Retention Manager. Hi, Katie. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Great. Now, I just got to see Katie in person at the BHS Midwinter Convention in Jacksonville, which was really cool. Yeah. There's a huge, all of the Everyone in Harmony mission. We're starting to see it really come to life. And I think Midwinter is a really great place for that. So let's go back to the beginning and let's talk about how you got into all of this acapella and singing and barbershop. Yes. So, okay, let's see. Back in, I think it was... July of 2011, GQ formed at Towson University, which is just outside of Baltimore. We were all there in a choir with the same choir director, but we didn't know each other yet. Allie and Katie were two years older than me and Amanda, so we just kind of all kind of saw each other but didn't talk to each other yet. Katie did a capstone project where she wanted to create a vocal group and kind of knew us from different groups and basically was like, I like your voice and I like your voice and, oh, this will be fun. Let's just try this. And so we formed as a straight-up acapella group to begin with. We entered little contests that our jazz teacher, Jeremy Ragsdale, who's kind of responsible for getting us together. I love him, by the way. Oh my gosh. And he like, (laughs) he's the most magical human and so full of life. Oh my God. He's, he's amazing. He kind of let us know about Harmony Sweepstakes and um, Sing Strong and all these, these acapella contests. And we were just like, I mean, sure, why not? Let's do it. Did those, did okay. And was very, you know, just started to really fall in love with the acapella community. And we were doing, you know, just acapella charts, stuff that we arranged ourselves by ear and we didn't write it down because we're weird. And like we, some of us have music degrees. I have Bachelor of Science in Music. Amanda has music education, Katie has vocal jazz, and then Allie was a music major, but jumped ship and did early childhood ed. So we're all musical in some way, but that kind of made us all come together and just become four best friends and start singing. And then it wasn't until Allie was, she's been a lifelong barbershopper and was kind of like, hey, I've got all this barbershop music. Do you want to like <laughs> try it? And we were like, uh, sure. Like, okay, what's this lead berry thing? What's that? I don't know. It's what like, are these literally... bass clefs? Why? Yeah. Why am I singing in bass clef? I am a girl. Oh. And I, was, I remember thinking it was so weird. And I had heard of barbershop before. Around midnight, a really great men's quartet came to my high school and just kind of introduced barbershop to us so they were my first introduction to barbershop which is really beautiful and i'm i love those guys so much because of that so i had heard of it and i was like sure let's just try it so we entered rising star did okay (laughs) and (laughs) and then yeah we were just we were kind of sucked in and we absolutely loved it we made so many friends in sai and bhs and you know the rest is history our lives have taken off since then and we are four best friends that all got tattoos together. So we're branded (laughs) for life. And yeah, it's, it's been amazing. I mean, I'm just so thankful that we got together and we are just completely ourselves. We have our foot in the acapella door and the barbershop door and we do mix the two. And I think that really works well with kids and I don't know, like any sort of camps and things like that. It's just, it's just a great mix. And 
and we love doing it so much. <laughs> so you can tell is. every time we see you yeah. guys at different places, you can tell you're having a lot of fun. Doesn't yeah. matter what you're doing as long as For you're sure. singing or even just being together. So mm-hmm. what was that like to just kind of be dumped into barbershop? It was overwhelming because the first one we did Rising Star in Denver of 2012. I think it was like November of 2012. I had never seen female barbershop before. We just sang, what was it? Put your arms around me, honey, and you're my sunshine. And it was even when Katie and Allie switched lead and Barry because it was like, whatever, we can just try this. And that's actually where it was. So it's where we started and where we are now because Allie and Katie have now officially switched, switch parts. So it's just such an interesting thing. I was culture shocked at the, like, <laughs> how vast it was. I had no idea I was walking into this. And it was, it, it was kind of, it was weird at first, for sure. Um, Allie kind of knew what she was doing. And then me, Katie and Amanda are like, what? We have to wear heels? Like, okay, here we go. <laughs> Yay. So yeah, it was, it was, it was funny. It was, it was definitely a funny experience. So you mentioned Katie and Allie switching parts. So for uh-huh. those people who aren't familiar with barbershop and quartets, usually people are pick or are assigned a part for their quartet and they sing that part and only that part. But something Mm -hmm. that GQ does that my own quartet kind of looks up to is that you have switched parts around. Sometimes in the middle of a set, you guys will switch parts. Yep. What was the inspiration to do that, to kind of break the mold? So I would say I'm, if you can't tell by my speaking voice, I'm the bass pretty much always. Amanda Mc. Um, Amanda Sandroni is our, sorry, I almost said McNutt. Uh, she recently got married. Amanda Sandroni is our tenor because she has just this beautiful, light, airy, high soprano-y voice. She's amazing. And then Katie and Allie have very similar voices where to the point where if the lead and Barry part, since they're so close to each other range-wise, it was kind of like, oh, you could really put either of them on either one. And we've kind of noticed over time that Katie's tessitura is just a little higher than Allie's. So it's kind of naturally put Katie in the lead spot and Allie in the berry spot. And they're both amazing at both parts. Seriously. Allie is this warm, rich berry and Katie is this superstar acrobatic lead. And Allie is, I think, one of the most expressive leads of all time. And Katie is an absolute ninja berry. Like it's, it's incredible. (laughs) Like I love, and I get, so I get, Literally, they just rotate around me because as bass, you just stand in the middle and they literally rotate around me. And it's a beautiful new experience every time. And I absolutely love it. It's so cool. So it's it's more of, you know, and we would do and we would do something if we found a chart that Allie really connected with as lead, it would be hers. You know, it's mm-hmm. something it's just kind of open to discussion each time. Literally, our tech start is like, KG, you want Barry or lead? Like it's that's, that's what we say now. So it's kind of funny. <laughs> awesome. So let's jump into some of your work with BHS. You're fairly new to BHS. Yeah. For any of our listeners that aren't familiar with the barbershop world about a year and a half ago, maybe closer to two, two years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, BHS announced their new initiative called Everyone in Harmony, where they opened up full membership to women in all genders, which was really exciting for a lot of people and also caused a little controversy within the organization. But they've also expanded their staff. And I'd just like to talk a little bit with you about what it's been like to join the organization when it's going through such a huge transformation. Yeah, so it's something that I believe in so wholeheartedly because GQ has been so involved with BHS over the last eight years. Like they've, you know, whether it be chapter shows, camps, headlining conventions, affiliate conventions, anything, it's like BHS has accepted us and taken us in 
And really, you know, we've had the kindest response from the BHS world. And we literally, but the problem was, is we had to kind of stand on the sidelines because we couldn't be full members. So it's like you're invited to the party and it's cool, but you're kind of at the bottom of the guest list. Like, it's you know, it's because you're not a full, we weren't full singing members. I think we became associates, which isn't even a member. It's like a way that you can still support BHS and say that you want to be affiliated with them. But and we did that about three years ago when we realized we could, to be honest. And then um, where you just kind of get to hang out with them. <laughs> exactly. It's like, yeah, I like BHS too. Oh, uh-huh. You guys are great. Oh, and there's no opportunity for me to sing with you. Okay. Right. Socially, there's no lines. Like right. when you go to a convention, you are tagging with everybody. Like girls are doing everything with the guys and it's beautiful. But, you know, there was always this hankering like, oh, come on, please. <laughs> so <laughs> when Everyone in Harmony launched, it literally made me feel like I was coming home because I was able to be a full singing member of VHS. And that to me meant the world because like it's something that I've loved and loved for so long and just felt so accepted by. So then to find that there was a job that opened about recruitment, which literally... I love doing that kind of stuff. First of all, I love people. I love talking to people. I'm like the extrovert of GQ. The other three are pretty, pretty quiet and introverted. And I'm the one that can talk to a rock. And I love making connections with people and talking about life and hardships and why you join barbershop and all the feelings. That's my, I love that stuff. So it kind of felt like a perfect fit when I saw the job description. And I'm just so happy that BHS trusted me with this because it's an important job. It's huge. It's it's looked at because, you know, now that we've opened up membership to women, it's definitely looked at by the whole barbershop world. And right. I want to show everybody that you can have as many experiences as you want. You can, because every society has a different experience. Like mm-hmm. going to an SAI convention is different from a BHS convention. They're just different. So it's what can we do to make sure that everybody feels accepted mm-hmm. and gives everybody a seat at the table to sing. So between GQ becoming a registered BHS quartet and like, for instance, Parkside Harmony created a women's ensemble within the chapter. Mm-hmm. It's just, there's so many opportunities for us to show the everyone in harmony movement. And I get to help promote that and explain to people like midwinter. Basically, I was having conversations with so many people that were just like, this is how you can do it. You can either mix, you can mix your chorus, you can make a women's chorus, you can do whatever you want. That's the cool thing about it is you get to choose as your chapter. We're not telling you to do anything. You just get (laughs) to do what's right for you. And that's really... I think that is beautiful and like it allows for everybody to do it at their own pace. If you want help, you come ask us and the BHS staff is here to help guide you through that because yes, it is confusing. It can be weird. You know, it's weird conversations sometimes. Um, I've, I've heard them all. <laughs> I've read them all. <laughs> <I'm> sure. <laughs> uh, and so it's, it's just nice to be like a positive light for that because it's something I believe in very deeply. Very truly. It's very obvious. So when you face people that are against this whole mm-hmm. idea that women and men can be in the same organization, what do you have to say to them? So if anybody is confused about what everyone in Harmony means, the biggest thing that I want to remind them of is that their experience isn't changing. Like they don't have to go away from the all male experience. They can, you know, if, if your course does choose to be mixed, 
it's not necessarily that the addition of women is going to take away from what you had. Mm -hmm. And I think that's scary to some people that have known the same thing over and over again, or don't like change. You know, I understand that that can be hard and, and scary. But I think if they, if you've noticed, I don't know, like a trend nowadays is that, you know, love is love. Mm -hmm. And the more you accept people, the more you just are, you know, open to meeting somebody new. It's not like anything bad comes from it. Literally nothing bad comes from it. Only good. You only get more enriched because you met somebody that's a little different than you that taught you something about life. Like, right. I will never know what it's like to be a white male. I will never know what it's like to be an African-American female. I will never know that. Right. But if I tell stories and I talk to other people and I learn about that, I'm so much, I can empathize with people <laughs> if I hear stories and and I think that's what's so beautiful is, um, like BHS lets me go to Midwinter and the Leadership Summit and talk to these people and like ask them how their experience was. Cause the deal is, is when I was in Midwinter and Leadership Summit, most of the time everybody was telling me success stories and it warmed my heart. I was so happy and I get to talk about Parkside Women's Ensemble. I, you know, which is a huge success story in my opinion. And it's kind of just making everybody okay with it. You know, yeah. some people are not going to be happy with change, but you know, if it's what's right, not having, for instance, um, Blair Brown. So the lead in Double Date, she is an amazing human and is now the first female board of directors. About 10 years ago, she went to an Ambassadors of Harmony show. So a prominent male chorus. And <laughs> And was like, I'm going to, oh my God, that was the most amazing performance of my life. I'm going to, you know, join ambassadors. And not for a second did she think that she would not be allowed to because she was a woman. Right. So to imagine that we've held off from the magic that is Blair Brown in the society because of gender constraints or whatever is insane to me. <laughs> it's like, wow, it's taken a long time, but I'm just so glad that BHS was willing to do the change. Like it's, it's been hard for sure. And appeasing some people has been difficult, but when you're going to do what's right, that's the ultimate success. And yes, it's going to be hard, but we're okay with it. And I think it's going really well. So it's nice. <laughs> so after three years of me working with BHS pretty closely, I finally got my own membership. So now I'm Yay! a member of two barbershop organizations. I'm in BHS and in Harmony Incorporated. That's amazing. So I'm very excited because I love them both very, very much. Yeah. But what can you tell people, you know, look, there's already two women's organizations. Mm -hmm. Why would I want to do BHS too? Yeah, it's, I mean, do you want more ice cream? <laughs> Literally, that's, that's what it is. It's a different experience. It's if you connect with SAI and Harmony Inc., I, I mean, I do. I love those organizations. I think they are so important. And like, if you want the all female experience, because like the deal is, is I do. I love Parkside Women's Ensemble. I love being in a female chorus. I loved being in Harbor City Music Company, which is an SAI chorus. It's a magical thing. It's just. If you want more singing in your life, because especially there's some, there's some hardcore ones of us out there that just want to do every chorus <laughs> and compete and just be singing always because it means a lot to us. I think it's really cool when you just have these options and, right. you know, for some people, BHS is the best option. Maybe their significant other sings in BHS and they want to do it with them. Maybe right. that's what's important to them. And to be honest, if it's a two different gendered couple, it's BHS is their option now. And right. that's wonderful. And I think that's, that's such a beautiful thing. And getting rid of just male, female is awesome. Like Deke Sharon m mentioned it a couple of years ago before everyone harmony happened of just why is there even a separated 
gender. Why? Yeah. We like we don't need it. It's all singing. It's all music. And Donnie Rose, actually, he's a education director at BHS. He basically was mentioning like, yeah, if women sing higher and men sing lower, why wouldn't we do mixed quartets with <laughs> women on lead tenor and men on berry bass? You know, it's just like silly stuff like that, where if you really think about it, you know, back in 1938, they wanted a men's organization. All right, right. cool. And then they also wanted women's... a whole other thing, a whole lot of other things that were. <laughs> oh, for sure. No longer. <laughs> Ex- that don't literally aren't a thing anymore because you know, progress. (laughs) But it's just so I think the biggest thing is like, yes, but there's already two female organizations why BHS, it's to allow people to have the option to go there. And I you don't have to join, you don't have to. But knowing that the options there is to that person who has been marginalized is a huge deal. Yeah, you may not have that feeling because you have been with BHS for a 50 years because you could have been. I was not allowed to be right. until two years ago. Two. <laughs> 2017. And I think that's so, that's so important. And even though like GQ, again, has been super involved with BHS and only two years ago were we allowed to be members is, you know, I think a little crazy, but also the best progress in the world. And we're so here for it. We are here for it. <laughs> Speaking about GQ and your own singing, what can we expect coming up from Katie Mack? So GQ is, um, we just released our third album. And I think the girls and I agree. It's, that's one of our favorite things to do. It's my personal favorite thing to do. Like once you make a recording, that's what lasts forever. Mm-hmm. And I am not that I was not proud of album one and two, but I am so proud of, of album three because I think it really embodies us. I love our song choices. I love how different every song is. I think it's so cool to culminate that into one thing and now it exists forever. So love that. I love that too. Every time the girls make fun of me for this, but I always, when we're recording the current album, I'm always like, and volume four will have these songs on it that are either like just in the pipeline or like not ready yet. But (laughs) I always do that. And I think it's so funny because we could do an album four right now um, if we wanted to. But yeah, the the third album, we're, we're super proud of that. That's a lot of work. Any group that creates an album, it is so much, so, so, so much work, but it's the, it's the best work. So Parkside Women's Ensemble formed about a year ago. And again, one of the first all female barbershop harmony society choruses that exist. And I think that is such a huge honor. And we know that we are one of the examples of how everyone harmony can work. And I love that about about us. It's a great group of women that follow the Parkside culture because the Parkside culture is pretty different, to be honest, than most VHS choruses. The black outfits, they don't have a costume. They have the black outfit. That's it. Like whatever they feel comfortable in, that's what they do. No director. Um, there's a culture of not trying to like scalp members. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty beautiful. It's, and there's always that element of fun and friendship and fellowship that you're of course always looking for as a barbershopper. So we wanted that. And I approached Sean Devine and was like, Hey, what about the same thing, but for a women's ensemble? And we ran with the idea. It's become this beautiful new project and then on top of that we occasionally do songs with the guys that are mixed so we just we don't have a mixed chorus we haven't defined it as a mixed chorus but on our show the women just come out and we sing songs together and they're 
amazing. I love them so far. We'll be premiering them at our Hershey Theater show on March 7th. So if you're in the Mid-Atlantic area, you should totally come. It's amazing. Um, <laughs> and it's so cute to talk with Sean when he was coaching my quartet back in the fall. Yeah. He's like, look, look, here's what the women's ensemble is doing. And it's, yeah. it's so nice to see men that are especially prominent in the community be so excited about this kind of initiative. Yeah. Like the, the selflessness that Parkside has given us is absolutely incredible. Like they showed us all the re- just just the spreadsheets alone. I could go into total nerddom for that <laughs> is like magical. And they all fully stand behind the Everyone Harmony initiative. They're so proud of us. They, you know, it's a, a like a couple of the guys, like we all don't know yet, but we all feel comfortable enough now that we are getting to know each other better because we, we rehearse on at least once a month, we rehearse on the same night. So it's men's right. and women's combined, which is just, it's so much fun. I look forward to it every single week and it's an hour and 45 minute drive for me. And I don't even care. <laughs> like it's amazing. Another Everyone in Harmony success story that I'm super proud of that recently happened at midwinter mm-hmm. was the junior quartet contest which is an open contest so as in you saw 15 quartets that were men's women's and mixed and the girls who place first they are a women's quartet and they are called singing double and they are they're debbie cleveland prodigies yes and, <laughs> um, and, and they two are identical s- twins two identical twins they're amazing it's just like oh yeah that makes sense that you guys can blend so well because <laughs> holy moly so they are and they are the sweetest girls we've met them a couple of times at you know throughout events within bhs and they are the first female champions of bhs they are the junior quartet champions it's and so exciting to i see. literally oh my gosh like Somebody mentioned it at Winner, and I like, it blew my mind. I was so excited. I immediately, I was like looking for the girls because I wanted to tell them that. And when they, when I let them know that, they like, it took them a second to register, but they are going to be the first women on the BHS wall of champions. There's a current wall. If you guys have been to headquarters, there's a current wall that has like the quartet champs, senior quartet champs, varsity quartet champs, and now the junior quartet champs. And then in 2021, there will be six spots. So senior, men's quartet, women's quartet, mixed quartet, junior quartet, and varsity quartet. So there will be six champions, which is just so beautiful and so inclusive and so kind. And so we're so excited. We've actually even had like conversations at Harmony Hall of like, we're going to have to redo the lighting because we have to add more photos <laughs> because like the lighting, we have to like fix this. And I just, I love it. It's, it's so cool. And I'm just so proud of those girls and singing double and bestsellers. And so I'm just very proud of them. Yeah, it was very exciting to to watch that live in the room. Yes. It was very well deserved. Yeah. So, well, future is very bright of it is. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you so much, Katie, for taking the time to join us. And we hope that uh, if people haven't had a chance to see you sing live, that they go out of their way to make that happen because yeah. GQ, GQ especially is something really special. And I know that Parkside is also rising up the ranks and will be something that people want to see as soon as possible. Yeah, for sure. Oh, my God, it's amazing. Thank you, Amanda, for having me. Yeah, of course. Yay, acapella nerds. Yes, what listeners? We need to <laughs> sing someone a happy birthday. No, please don't. Enough happy birthdays. No. <laughs> Thank you, Rachel. Yes, and someone else's birthday is coming up soon, and this might actually air right around your birthday. So happy birthday to both it. of us. <laughs> 
<laughs> Winter birthdays. Oh, whoop, whoop. <laughs> right. You know, and so many women are like, uh, no, I don't want to talk about how old I am. And, you know, I've gotten to the point where I'm just like, you know what? I am 40 and I'm proud to be 40. I have lived through a lot. I have survived a lot. And I don't feel 40. Whatever you imagine that 40 is going to feel like, I don't feel that. I, you know, I'm a little tired, more tired than I was in my 20s. But I also think I have more responsibilities now. I have a child. <laughs> yup. <laughs> so I think that plays into it. Absolutely. The heating pad so my muscles <laughs> recover overnight. <laughs> but hey, I still keep up with everybody. Yeah. Well, and one of the things I think that's really not talked enough about is the fact that I think that in order to be a full and complete human being, you have to keep growing and changing and trying new things. And I want to talk a little bit, I think, about how that often happens frequently in our yes. youth, in our teens, in our 20s. And it is a time of self-discovery and a time of like huge growth. But I don't think that that growth stops just because you've reached some arbitrary number on a calendar. Right. And it's also a time of great mistakes. Think back to your teens and 20s, Rachel, like how many mistakes were you just, you thought you knew better. And now you're like, no, now I actually do know better. And that, <laughs> but yeah, and uh, as we were talking before we recorded this segment on BuzzFeed or on Twitter, you know, it's going around where everyone sees these 30 under 30 lists and all of these people that accomplish great things at age 14. Which like not to get us wrong, but that is incredible. And that's not an yes. accomplishment to be diminished at all. But on the other side, the original poster was like, show me somebody that's, you know, accomplished something late in life. And yes, so many people responded like, yeah, I got my master's degree at 65. I wrote my first screenplay at 57 and then I won an Emmy at 62 and it's like we need to hear those stories too and now that I am of the age where I'm sure any high school student out there listening considers me to like it probably expects me to be a grandmother <laughs> which to be fair my grandmother was a grandmother at this age I hopefully have at least a decade to go but I think yeah, biologically you're safe there <laughs> yeah I think so but you know for me I still have a lot that I want to do I still have a lot of goals and dreams and I'm still working my tail off every day to accomplish them. And then when I do, I just come up with new ones. And, you know, I don't slow down and just sit and be like, well, I did that. <laughs> totally. Now and, what? <laughs> and I, I mean, I don't know. I, I like to think that, you know, I have been a fan of acapella for more years than I've, from the time I discovered it, it's been more years since I've discovered it than before I discovered it. And it's only been later in my life that I've been in a position to be able to pursue it in the way that I'm pursuing it now to mm -hmm. be involved in Acaville. That's something that I discovered much later in my life. It, for, first off, it wasn't around, you know, when I was younger, <laughs> uh, which doesn't help. Well, but, but that's a big thing too. Like mm -hmm. things change. There are more opportunities. You know, I I don't do what I majored in college. And me there's no one at the time when I graduated to tell me that this would be my job. Like the jobs that I have created for myself did not exist back then. Totally. So it's been nice to be able to reimagine what my life is going to be. And I don't think I'm done with that yet, which is kind of exciting. Totally. And I think that in addition to that, just being, I don't know, stretching, reaching and trying for new things is not age specific. That's something that I would like to challenge everybody to do as far into your years as you feel inspired and compelled to do that. It's really, I think it's a way that we keep growing and learning about ourselves and, and opportunities to, I don't know, expand on what we can do and be involved in new ways to look at ourselves. I think those are all really important. You know, and think about people just in our own community. I think most acapella people seem young in comparison to general society, but I think that's because we are 
are constantly pushing ourselves and you know no one is just kind of sitting and be like okay this is how I've always done it like yeah. Bill Hare is retiring in a few months and he's still coming up with new ways to do things and I think that keeps us young and coming from a lesson from high school students I was just watching the new video from Forte of uh, their cover of Shawn Mendes's youth and it starts with this girl in a monologue and she's talking about how youth isn't a number it's not an age it's it's more of a I forget what word she used but it's more of a concept mm, like a state of mind almost yes and you know I I identified with that this girl is less than half my age and I still identified with that concept of you know I'm not old <laughs> right. I mean maybe the calendar says I am you know don't you remember when we were kids and like 40 was like when everyone got you the, like the over the hill like your birthday cakes yep. were decked out in gravestones and stuff and I'm like <laughs> all right I'll let you in on a little secret, listeners. My birthday party had nothing to do with gravestones. My birthday party was rainbows and unicorns because I am still not a grown-up. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, youth is a state of mind. And I didn't feel old when I turned 40 this week and celebrating with my friends. And I think it is a mindset. And it is a, you know, you get old when you stop growing. I think yeah. that's, that is dead on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I wonder, you know, I think people sometimes are surprised by, I mean, I would say at least at Acaville, like the majority of us who are doing the day to day work of Acaville are all in our 40s or older. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I think people are often surprised to find the faces and the people behind the scenes that we aren't in our 20s, that we aren't. Our faces for radio, you mean? Rachel? Yes, my, our faces for radio. <laughs> no, but you know, but there's something to be learned from that, too, because we we have the knowledge and experience like we've been around acapella for years but we also when you become this age you typically have more resources too like we can fly out to different events we can put ourselves up in a hotel it's not going to mean we don't eat that week if we go to a <laughs> festival right and we have the resources and the knowledge and the networking skills to make it happen and that's nice and we still have the drive and the passion and the talent yeah. like that doesn't go away no unless you let it <laughs> Right. So I think that, I don't know, I think that there's lots of good stuff ahead. And I don't, I guess I would encourage people to not be intimidated by the ticking of the clock. It's only going to tick away if you let it. And that wraps up episode 26 of Vocal Perspective. Thanks so much to Katie McDonald and to you, our listeners. We'll be back next week with Holly Kitching of Vixen and Varsity Vocals. We'll see you next Tuesday.